1: Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. I
2: just want to say thanks for uh, being one of the local radio stations that's been brutally honest. But You guys have been in it from the ground floor, which is great.
1: Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN.
2: With the 30th pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Mike Hughes, defensive back, University of Central Florida. You know, I do think the punt return and the kick return uh, did play a big, big part of it um you know we weren't as explosive in, in our return game as we wanted to be last year this this kid will help us in, in all all phases of special teams um and then we're going to mature him into uh into being uh, a full-time player i don't know how how soon that will be but uh he's got uh the traits that we're looking for uh we feel like he's he can play inside or outside as a corner.
0: That's Zim, of course, talking about uh, the Vikings' first-round pick, Mike Hughes, uh, last night. Matthew Collar, who was out at the Vikings' uh, TCO facility last evening, uh documenting all of the importance of this first round of the draft. For 1500ESPN.com joins us now. You know what, Matthew? I'm calling BS because I don't care if this kid can return punts, kicks, he can return whatever he wants. Mike Zimmer is excited about this draft pick for one Very good reason, and that is he has added the potential to have three cornerbacks now on the field at the same time who are all Vikings first-round draft picks. That's all Zimmer cares about, and I don't blame him one bit.
2: You actually called this right after the announcement that Kirk Cousins had signed. I don't
0: remember this, by the way.
2: (laughs) You you said, I bet they're going to draft defense now to give Mike Zimmer a present. To you're saying that Jud for what the why I go against saying, myself? Wait, are you
3: saying that Jud like forgets where he stands on certain topics <laughs> and maybe becomes hypocritical and rides both sides and of the vacillates, fence? I don't know what you're talking about. Vacillates
0: maybe once in a while. Anyway, thank you cuz I forgot about that.
2: Well, I think this was more of just like an earnest uh, reaction just kind of off the top, like it hit you at some point looking at Mike Zimmer during Cousins' press conference, and he didn't exactly have the widest smile I've ever seen. Yep. And it was like, oh, Rick's going to have to make up for it. Uh, but, you know, that your point is a good one, that a cornerback is one of the most valuable positions. The nickel corner is extremely valuable in today's game. Hughes can play inside if they need him to. It didn't sound like they're ready to declare him the nickel corner, but it was really interesting listening to Mike Zimmer talk about possibly wanting four cornerbacks on the field at the same time and only one safety if you're talking about passing situations. And I think that he went back and looked at what happened against the, at the end of the game against New Orleans and against Philadelphia and said, you know, maybe on some of those third downs, I've got to change up a little bit of what I do. Maybe we got figured out a little bit there. As the season went along, and when we didn't have as good of a pass rush with Everson Griffin kind of limping at the end, um, you know, we weren't as effective, and maybe we can add another talent here. I mean, the biggest question isn't really whether Hughes can play, because it, it certainly seems like he can, or if they got a decent cornerback prospect. It's more of did you mess up by passing on the interior lineman, which is what you really, really needed? You do need a corner, but you don't really, really, really need a corner.
3: Yeah. What what do we know about his character and how much stock do you put into the uh, the departure from North Carolina from uh, that stems from an alleged 2015 sexual assault situation did not lead to any charges he did have a misdemeanor assault after an incident at a frat party in 2015 charges were dropped after he completed community service um, I mean, I, and Zimmer, using the word mature him, couldn't figure out if that meant on the field, off, or both. So what do you make of this compilation of potential character flaws?
2: Yeah, it's really murky with him. I mean, with Delvin Cook, it, it, it has gone to trial, and we had every detail that you could possibly find out there. But with this, it was uh, Tom Pelissero, our old friend from uh, NFL Network, He had talked to Hughes and and had found out that Hughes was telling teams that he had been accused of sexual assault and and wasn't charged with anything, but he was trying to get in front of that and let teams know that that was going on in the pre-draft process. And and my understanding is uh, the other thing was a fight, and it it was basically like a mutual parting of ways between him and and North Carolina, and he had to go somewhere else, And, and none of that is good. But we just don't have very many details to tell uh, how exactly we should feel about it. You never like when you hear that anyone was accused of sexual assault. But I just have no other way of making uh, anything about it or or any sort of determination about his character. So I do know this, that when teams say, oh, we checked into his background, I roll my eyes. I, I really have a tough time. Uh, buying into that because they usually go to people that are close with the kid that want to see him get drafted. So uh, I guess you just end up like everyone else. You kind of cross your fingers and uh, hope that it doesn't become an issue with the Vikings.
0: I'm with you on that uh except I will say this and it this this comes from a lot a lot of stuff Colin that you've told me before too. You know, there was a time when the Vikings might take a a risky player and you'd say this is not going to end up well, but they took Cook and it seemed like they brought him into an infrastructure That was very solid. So tell us what you know about this team as far as taking guys that might have had some issues in their past and putting them into a place where where there is a good surrounding group because it seems like that's what they did with Cook and it worked pretty well.
2: Well, yeah, and they put his locker right next to Teddy Bridgewater and right next to Terrence Newman last year just in case <laughs> to, to make sure. And then he was in the running back room with two outstanding human beings, and uh Jarek McKinnon and Latavius Murray, two ultimate professional guys. So I think that helped Delvin Cook come here and also had a great positional coach in Kennedy Palomalu that connected with him right away. And, and that is – A major factor, I think, is just where you get put into that type of situation, and I would guess that they try to do something similar with Hughes, and that would make me lean toward a phone call going to Terrence Newman and saying, all right, Let's uh, one more year here for the Gippers yeah. to uh, wow. help us out, be, be a, basically a position coach while you're still playing. I I, I kind of think that that's going to happen. Yeah,
3: I agree. I, I, I think so. I, I I told Judd that earlier in the show. I think like whether he plays or not is inconsequential. If you can afford to have him just as a backup on your roster, that would be really helpful. Um, as far as offensive line goes right now, okay, so I don't even disagree with if, if Mike Hughes was the best guy on their board, and and Mike Hughes helps, you know, take one of the top three defenses in the NFL and, and move it up even more. Like whatever, I'm all I, I trust Mike Zimmer in, in that regard. But we're still sitting here, and the second round is going to start tonight, and they've got a major problem along the offensive line here. So, in the further you go in the draft, maybe it's less likely that you would just have some plug and play option. Um, so, what are your thoughts on the state of the offensive line and maybe the options available as we get further down the second round, Matthew?
2: Well, it's a really risky situation for the Vikings uh, for two reasons. One is that a lot of teams that do need offensive line are drafting ahead of them here in the second round, and there's a very good chance that there's going to be a run on offensive linemen. I was a little bit surprised to see James Daniels make it into the second round. I wouldn't suspect he lasts very long. Same with Connor Williams and and Will Hernandez. Those three guys are first-round-level talent that you would love the Minnesota Vikings to end up with because you could just plug them right in and you feel very good about where your offensive line stands. Beyond that, there are still some good prospects, and it speaks to the depth of this draft that Austin Corbett, who is from uh, Nevada, is a a very high IQ player with good athleticism that's going to move from tackle to guard. And so there are a couple of guys. Braden Smith is a monster but is also fast. For his size and strength, he was one of the the best at the bench and the 40, which is pretty rare for an offensive lineman. So there are still some players that are on the board, but if you want to get one of those better guys, I think you're looking at a trade up. And the Vikings don't really have a lot of draft capital to work with because they don't have that fourth-round pick. So you might actually have to dip into next year's stockpile of draft picks if you want to get one of those three or four best prospects still remaining.
0: So five QBs, Collar, going round one. Fill in the blank on, on this. This team will be sorry it took a quarterback. Which team among those five, which team do you think blundered the worst here?
2: But I mean, I think that they were all right to take quarterbacks, but I think the uh, Buffalo Bills, uh, it was put really well by uh, Kevin Clark from The Ringer on Twitter. He said in in 2023, their general manager will be on an NFL Network special (laughs) talking about what they botched with Josh Allen in the draft process. And it just is mind-blowing. I mean, this is a guy that couldn't complete 60% of his passes at Wyoming. He was terrible when it came to processing the game and making quick decisions. He was routinely inaccurate. But, man, does he throw hard. And when one of the first things your GM says is that he's going to be good in the weather, I mean, that's just ridiculous. And to see Lamar Jackson and Josh Rosen, who in my mind are – leaps and bounds ahead of Josh Allen, as prospects. And, I, and I've watched a lot of all these guys. And, and I think that Rosen is the best and probably dropped because he doesn't love Trump. And I think that Jackson probably dropped weirdly enough because he's too good of an athlete. And you talk about how backward and weird the NFL priorities are with the fact that Josh Allen has these racist tweets come out, but that's just fine. But Josh Rosen is criticized for being too smart. So it's, It was a really strange uh, way that this went down, Uh, but I'm not surprised at all that the Buffalo Bills made the worst decision of the draft. All
3: right, let's go back to that size thing for a second. So I know you've put in a lot of work studying quarterbacks throughout uh, your your career in uh, Talking Headsville. How much does size and things like big hands and size in cold weather, you want a guy like Roethlisberger, who's big and burly in cold weather, right? Does that mean that, like, Drew Brees wouldn't be good with a cold-weather team if you played outside? Is that an overrated uh, narrative, or is there something to that?
2: I mean, I think playing inside always boosts everybody's numbers a little. For sure, yeah. Um, I mean, it's just the fast track, and, and, you know, Drew Brees with no wind is probably going to help him, but does big big hands help you with this i mean all these guys actually have big hands and can hold the football i mean you'd have to be talking about that burger king commercial to, for it to actually make a huge you di- you guys seen that one where the creepy so those, king the is
3: like peering into people's
2: windows no 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 there's a there's a oh burger the king tiny hands guy little yeah little hands, hands. It, the burger looks pepper, easy, he, yeah. he, he wants hands. to eat a whopper
3: but i've got tiny yeah. hands man i can't
0: hold the that's whopper that's a call pepper hands
2: yeah here's the crazy thing about this organization and i know it's a different owner it's a different gm and everything else two other times they've made this same exact mistake with jp lossman it was oh my gosh you got to see his arm he's going to be able to throw in december here and then with ej Manuel, oh this guy is so big his hands are so gigantic he can throw it so hard all these guys were inaccurate and didn't process the game very well i mean josh rosen has everything that fits the nfl game right now and The NFL is a crapshoot. It's always possible that one guy could be great, the other guy could be terrible, and could go against the odds. But if you are playing the numbers here, Rosen has all the skills and put up the stats that you're supposed to put up as a top quarterback with really a mediocre supporting cast at UCLA playing a lot of good competition. And the other guy plays at the lowest level and couldn't even light it up there at Wyoming, And, and that's your pick. I mean, that's just to me, completely defies logic. And then with Lamar Jackson, it was, I was laughing last night because the Ravens, when they should have picked him, they passed on him, and then they picked him later because it was almost like they had to or their fans would riot if they didn't. But they, they might have passed up on him and then got him and ended up with one of the best possible picks in the draft if he eventually takes over for Joe Flacco and becomes a franchise quarterback
0: are the Giants brilliant or or stupid here I I can't decide Um, if they if they looked at the four QBs left and said you know what they're not good enough but then caller I keep coming back to the fact that their starting quarterback is 37
2: well, yeah, let's look at it this way, too. The Cleveland Browns looked at Carson Wentz and said, "Ah, eh, he's not a good enough prospect for us to take him. Yeah. And uh, they looked at Deshaun Watson and said, "Ah, eh, not good enough for us to take him. And maybe it'll work out long-term for the Browns. But uh, I think that Carson Wentz probably was a good enough prospect to uh, to take him. So, I mean, taking a running back at number 2 overall is just flat-out ridiculous. I mean, when your quarterback is 37, but really any time. You look at last year's draft. You have Delvin Cook in the second round, looks like superstar talent. You have Elvin Kamara in the third round, superstar talent. Uh, Kareem Hunt for Kansas City in the third round, superstar talent. I mean, there is no reason to draft a running back in the first round, much less at number two overall. I don't care how good he is. Running backs just can't make that level of an impact that a quarterback can on your organization. So now what's your plan as the Giants? To go seven and nine and then next year draft a quarterback 14th overall or something? I mean, it just really doesn't make a whole lot of sense when your quarterback is that age to completely avoid that position. When you have, yeah, no prospect is perfect when they're coming out, but I think at least four of these guys were were real good. Mayfield is a really good prospect, but they couldn't have got him. So Darnold, Rosen, Jackson, any of those guys I think would have been good. And if anybody was going to make the most out of Lamar Jackson, wouldn't it have been Pat Shermer? He just did a brilliant job of that over the last couple of years here in Minnesota. And to pass up on all of those guys to take a running back, to me, is bizarre. And, and even you look at last year with Jacksonville. They took a running back in the first round with Leonard Fournette. He was okay. I mean, they, they were good because of their defense, and he was decent. But it's not like he was Jim Brown or something. That just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah.
3: Hey, what can people find uh, from last night and then today and through the rest of the weekend when they go to 1500ESPN.com, Matthew?
2: Well, I did three draft sims already today. At a boy, uh, that's that, right. That's that is not a joke. I simulated the second round a few times so people could see how that turned out for me. Hey, can we you simulate Judd's
3: Can you simulate Judge's night at the bars tonight for us? And just, just put <laughs> that on the
2: website. Uh, no, maybe not safe for radio. With, with <laughs> oh, that. it's um, completely <laughs> safe.
0: No, it's very safe. A lot of fun, dude.
2: We got a purple podcast that uh we finished up last night. We'll have another one tonight. We'll have another one after day three. So we got that rolling. Offensive linemen, non offensive linemen, everything there that you need.
3: All right, good Thanks, stuff. Thanks, Matthew Collar. See you
0: later, man. See you tomorrow morning. Thanks, guys.
3: All right, Matthew Collar, fifteen espncom dot com, purple podcast. Three
0: o'clock, we're correct today? Oh yeah, he'll be football on the Friday Football
3: The Friday Football Fun Fest. Fun Fest. Yeah. Get the name right.
0: It's not the feast. It's the I fun fest. You know, the fest. I'm sorry. I'd like to apologize. Yeah, anyway, three o'clock with Primer.
1: We're ready. Are you? The Mackie and Judge Show rolls on.
0: Ready, Master Control? Ready, switch on.
1: This is 1500 ESPN.
0: I want to mock. Mock! I
2: want to mock. Mock!
3: Hey, you. you thought the mock draft season was over. What? It is not over because apparently. Yeah. Apparently, yep. re-mocking is a thing that I have found via Google search. Sure. Where you you reset as a mocker starting in the second round now. Uh-huh. And that's what's happening at SportingNews.com. It's happening at WalterFootball.com. Walter. Hey, Walter! Right, Wally Football! Wally Football! Let's, right. Let's start with WalterFootball.com. They've got the Cleveland Browns taking Calvin Ridley, the wide receiver from Alabama, with the number thirty-three pick. Mm-hmm. Our guy Will Hernandez is going to the Giants at thirty-four, so he gone. Uh, who, who's another guy that the that the, that we had on the Vikings radar? Who is the was it the Iowa defensive lineman? Yeah, Daniels, Mike Daniels, right? Okay, uh, Maurice Hurst is going from Michigan to Cleveland at thirty-three. Wally football is freezing up on us right now, so we're going to go to the Sporty News Wally instead, where Wally football lot. gets his bleep together.
0: He froze on me last night. What does that mean? Wally froze up on me last night. I was very disappointed. In what context? Well, I, I was really trying to get to Wally, and he, uh, I don't want to talk about it anymore.
3: According to the SportyNews.com's re-mock of the second round, the Vikings are going to take guard from Nevada, Austin Corbett. I mock! mock! <laughs> that's right austin corbett and uh the write-up says austin corbett from nevada the vikings would love to move up for corbett who they feel can fit immediately in a starting role i don't know if they moved up i think they just have the vikings picking him i don't know why they even mentioned that they'd be moving up but fair enough and also the sporting news still exists the sporting news still in business
0: yeah they just don't uh yeah they just are online now and i've Forgot about them until last year, okay. at which point I found them again. I've been very excited to see them. they're still well, around.
3: They're, they're very seo They do a friendly. lot of stuff
0: now, yes. SEO-friendly. Yes,
3: I, I want to
2: mock! Mock! I want to mock! Mock!
3: Well, Walter Football thinks differently. They've got the Vikings going defensive with the 62nd overall pick.
0: Oh, still going defense.
3: There have been reports indicating Sharif Floyd may never play again, which is a shame. Sheldon Richardson was signed, but just for one year. He's a long-term plan at the position. He being defensive tackle from Fort Hayes State, Nathan Shepard. I
0: want to mock! Mock! I want to mock! Mock! Now, Randy, when he called in, told us, he has told us they're going to go defense as well in the second round, right? Mm-hmm. He said they're going to go defense. I can't remember defense. who it was, but it was but like don't...
3: a linebacker from Michigan. Or something. I wrote, him, right. I got him in my emails. Okay, we'll definitely we'll, we will cross reference Randy's mock draft at the end of the whole thing on Saturday. All right, Maurice uh, Maurice Hurst out of Michigan with a okay. heart was condition, the second That's round right. pick for Randy. Thank you. Oh, really? Okay, because a lot of people project he might be early in the second round. Mm-hmm. It all depends, but you never know. Sometimes sometimes players fall in the draft. Well, there's concerns there. He's mm-hmm. got a heart problem, so. Yeah, you never want that. Um so the only other thing we haven't really talked about is and can collar hit on it on our like list of things that were intriguing in the first round of the draft is, is Josh Allen. I don't know, like I don't want to sit here and pretend like I'm Mr. Draft Expert, but Josh Allen seems to have so many things about him. It almost it, first of all, they traded up to get him, which is I don't know, that's putting a lot on the line. If you're just drafting a guy because you think he has a big arm and cold weather, he's going to cut through that cold weather wind. Yeah. I think you're ignoring so many things. I mean, he better be an amazing leader. He better be a guy who can throw accurately, too. Like, accuracy is more important to me than a big arm. I want you to be high completion percentage, 5 to 15 yards in the air. Yeah. Am I wrong in saying, like, I don't really care that much if a guy has a huge arm? Now, if he can... If you can't make basic throws like an out route that's 12 or 15 yards down the field, okay, that's a problem, but I don't really care if a guy can throw a ball down the field 50 yards. Do you yards. remember
0: the last time that the Vikings drafted a QB because he had a big arm, because he had a cannon for an arm that it was going to blow? The T-Jack? Yeah, Tavares Jackson. And if you but want to draft same... a guy
3: like that as a project there's something, yeah. awesome.
0: But that's the same problem. But your arm can be strong, and that's fantastic, but if you if you can't hit a, the broad side of a barn, you're going to be in trouble. Jake Locker, Jake Locker's problem was he couldn't complete passes accurately to save his life, mm-hmm. and that became a big deal as that draft approached and approached, and he fell to eighth and went to the Titans, and he's retired now. Yeah. Well,
3: here, here's another thing. I was looking this up on the the conversation with Collar, and I, I'm picking a Hall of Fame quarterback, so it's probably not fair. Like this is probably a bad comparison, but so Drew Brees is small, Drew Brees plays in a controlled weather environment. He played in San Diego and then eventually in a dome in New Orleans, right? And so th- so this notion that, like Drew Brees is going to, he's going to, everyone's going to be better in a dome, but you definitely want a guy who's big and strong or those guys are going to have, the smaller guys are going to have trouble playing in cold weather and windy conditions, right? Right. So Drew Brees, according to his career splits here, getting these from Yahoo, has the same passer rating in cold weather. So like, 40 degrees and colder. So basically like freezing temperatures are colder.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Has actually has a better passer rating in that weather than he does when it's between 60 and 80 degrees. Now he's played in a lot more games between 60 and 80 degrees when it's windy outside. Drew Brees, when it's windy outside, has a 96.4 passer rating with 66% completion. <laughs> I love the
0: fact this is broken down, by the way.
3: It is amazing, that right? It's incredible. And he has a, like a, he has a, 59 touchdown passes in 32 games, so he's averaging two touchdown passes in the wind per game. So if a guy who's that small and Drew Brees doesn't have a rocket for an arm, I mean the guy had like labrum surgery early in his career, right? It's, it's, he's got a de- he doesn't have a wobbly arm, but. He's not exactly throwing absolute lasers in the wind. He's, right? g-
0: he's got touch, not strength, to his arm. Probably For sure, is the best way to put it.
3: So then, that's just one example, and yeah. it is a Hall of Fame quarterback. But I think we get so hung up on weather conditions
0: and big arm, and are you a leader and are you accurate? Well, and Those are way more important. If you run the, the Buffalo Bills and you're and and one of your main primary objectives is to find a guy that can cut through the Buffalo weather. Do you ever think about how much you actually play in bad conditions? Right. Like, your season starts in September. Get to the playoffs it first be, before you worry about the playoff if, wind. It might be rainy in September, October. Are you, you, if you're the Buffalo Bills, you probably play really, in really, really bad conditions maybe once, twice a year, tops. And if you get to the playoffs, maybe which for them all. is a
3: huge if on an annual basis for 20 years, if you get there, it's possible you're only going to play, like, one cold weather yes. game in January. But so. the point
0: is, like— Like in Green Bay, do you think to yourself, "Oh, you know what? We're in big trouble because September, October, it might rain here." Yeah, and it's a fool. It's a foolish. If that's your, that should be like a very small portion. But if that's your, if that, if you come out and publicly say that Josh Allen's going to be great, why? Because he can cut through the weather. Think about how stupid that is.
3: Is it so? Is it that we look at? So Brett Favre was successful in Green Bay, and Brett Favre's like is a thicker, bigger guy, and and then Ben Roethlisberger. Is is successful in Pittsburgh, and he's a bigger, thicker guy. And then Joe Flacco, well, Baltimore's not even that cold, but like we've seen some cold weather games in Baltimore. Yeah. Do we just take those examples and use them as gospel? Like, oh, well, Josh Rosen can't possibly be we, successful in Buffalo because the, the quarterbacks like Brett Favre are the ones that are
0: successful we, in cold weather. We romanticize that too, though, right? Because, Favre do a lot of
3: picks in cold weather well too. and Favre
0: got worse. Favre by the end couldn't stand it. Yeah. Young Favre was was great because he was Favre, but by the the end that game in two thousand seven, the Giants beat him. Brett Favre was awful that day. He didn't really want to even be there. at no, the didn't. End of that game.
3: No, he was miserable. He'll throw a pick in a in a dome too. By the way, breaking. Of course,
0: news. <laughs> yes, of course he will. But I just love it. This guy is a great pick. Why? Because he can combat the Buffalo weather. Yeah. All right. That's great. Uh, yeah. Go check his Twitter account. Yeah, you're, actually, you're going, going to be to, fired soon. Go delete his tweets. You're going to lose your job soon. Yeah.
3: All right, we haven't given away prizes yet. We got Red Cow, Red Rabbit gift cards. We got uh, concert tickets to give away here. Let's go callers 4 and 5 to 651-646-8255 and 877-615-1500. Game show Friday with Mackie and Judd. Some prizes on the line. Let's first talk about, for my money anyways, the best car dealership and service department in the Twin Cities, Luther, Brookdale, Toyota right on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. The annual tire sale is going to be finishing up here in just a few days. It's all throughout the month of April. You can buy any three tires and get the fourth one for just a dollar on any Toyota. Also that includes a free battery inspection. So now that we have finally emerged from this crappy wintry disaster, you need to make sure your car is running right. Make sure your tires are good for road trips, for going up North for driving around the uh, the lakes and the state of Minnesota. Make sure that your battery. You don't want to. You don't want to stall out and ruin a weekend going up to the cabin. So peace of mind. That's what. My family has been able to get from Luther Brookdale Toyota for a number of decades, actually. It's just that feeling of knowing that you've got a go-to set of people if you're either in the market for a new vehicle or a trade-in or whatever it is on the showroom side. And if anything goes wrong with your vehicle, it's nice knowing that you have... Bill Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Beginning of the year, they struggled a little bit to find some chemistry, but they're very close friends. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Game.
1: Show. Friday. This is Game Show Friday with Mackey and Judd. Here are your hosts. It's Phil Mackie and Judd Zogan.
3: <laughs> Judd is wearing a jacket and a Fernando Rodney sideways hat. I'm
0: cold in here
3: today. Getting squirrely on a Friday. Uh, we've got Ben, we've got Greg, we'll get those two guys on the line, and Game Show Friday today is sponsored by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. You and I can vouch for spending a lot of money at those places over the last couple years.
0: Big fan of both of them.
3: Yep, outstanding. They got multiple locations across the Twin Cities. Great cocktails, great food. $50 gift card to Red Cow and Red Rabbit is one of our prizes today, and both contestants, Greg and Ben, will win something. We also have a pair of tickets to the Northern Invasion uh, concert series May 12th through the 13th at Somerset Amphitheater and also Den of Thieves Blu-ray Combo Pack starring Gerard Butler. All right, let's get these guys on the line here. All uh, right. We've got, so, so Ben is going to be on my team. Ben, are you there? I'm here. All right. And Greg, you're going to be with Judd. Greg, hello. Hi, Greg.
2: Hello, Phil. Judd.
3: How are you? Good. Dave Harrigan, what game will Ben and Greg be playing?
1: Ben and Greg, as well as Phil and Judd, get ready for a very special the Minnesota Twins stink right now edition of the
0: Clues Game. Oh, I like it. I like it.
3: Wow. Yeah, the twins. All right. Very negative. I like it. So the way this game works is, again, Ben is going to be my partner and Greg and Judd will be paired up. Judd and I are allowed one-word clues to deliver to our partners. And we're going to go back and forth. So Dave has either a word or a phrase, a name, whatever it may be, on a card that he's going to show me and Judd. And Judd and I will go back and forth with our partners with one-word clues. If you think you know the answer, blurt it out. Mm-hmm. teammate, blurted out. Mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, Not us, because we we'll, are we'll right. be cheating. Yes. We'll go from there. Does that make sense, gotcha. Ben and Greg? Yeah, it makes yeah. sense to me. Alright, we'll figure it out as we go. By <laughs> the way, Judd, who's historically been terrible at this game, set a new record. Oh, that was a different no, game. No, that was a different game. That was a different uh, yeah. game. Never mind. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> a different game. Yeah, different game, yeah, for d- sure. Different game, you're tired. Yep, right, so Judd, good luck. <laughs> Phil sleep deprived. <laughs> uh, best out of five. Best out of five. Best out of five. Best
1: three out of five. Let us start with Phil, you can give the first clue. All right, me and Ben, your teammate. Let's do this, Ben. ben. Here we go. Judd and All Greg right. are together, but first, Phil, you give a clue related to.
3: Okay. Oh, this no. All right, Ben. Here we go again. What's the what's the the general theme here, Dave? The
1: general theme is the twins are playing horrible right now. Remember that your clue cannot contain anything that is in the actual uh, word, phrase, name, whatever we are trying to
3: give away. Okay. All right, Ben. It's still easy. Okay. Eu- Euphorious. Five seconds.
1: Joe Maurer.
0: All right. Over to Judd and Greg. Greg, you heard that uh, first clue? Yep. All right. Shortstop.
2: Didi Gregorius. Greg! Nice and job. I am euphorious nice when Greg
0: gets
1: D.D. <laughs> Good And Judd thought that was going to be an easy fill
3: win. Nice job. Well, it's one of those where like, I, 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 I have to Greg. deliver you eufor- one of us is going to deliver euphorious. No, you had to. Had to. And it's no, I'm not. kind of a shot in the dark. All right. We'll start with Judd and Greg here. Best out of
1: five. Uh, Judd, you will be giving the first clue to this.
0: Hmm. All right, Greg. Here is your first clue. Slump.
2: Logan Morrison.
0: Good guess. That was a good guess. Hmm.
3: What was the clue? Judd said, "Would you say slump? Slump? Slump was the clue given to Greg. Thank you. All right, Ben. Here's my clue. Team. Team.
2: The bullpen." Back to <laughs> <laughs> it's okay.
0: It's okay. We, All right, We still might get this. We might get this. All right, Greg. Here's your next clue. Seven. Uh, Joe Maurer. Mm. All right, Ben.
3: Games.
2: Seven-game losing streak. Yeah. Well
0: done. Well done. That was now, that was very well done. That was I don't well done. That nice. was a tough one. And 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 streak the way, losing was the streak, streak. But
3: Ben, overachiever, nailed uh, the whole thing there. So, all right, one to one. First one to three. Nice work, sir. Right. Ben so far. and I will start this one.
1: Yes, yeah. it'll be yep. uh, Phil giving the first clue to. Hmm.
0: Judd's excited. It's a Friday. I'm 20 minutes from bunnies. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Start straight. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> He's
3: going. Oh, man. All right. All right. First clue. am sorry because the clue I want to give, I can't give. I can't give. Um, uh, <clears throat> York. Ben, the clue, is, the clue is York.
2: York? Yeah.
0: Okay. okay. New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sometimes
3: you got to throw the beanbag off to the side. Let the other.
0: All right, Greg, the clue, clue number two, first one from me to you, is bombers.
2: Um. Goodness gracious. Uh, Five seconds. Um,
3: pinstripes. That's a really good clue. I'm really jealous of that clue. Um. Location. Location.
2: Home runs the outfield.
3: I'm having a rough one here.
0: All right, uh, Greg. Next clue: a burrow. Uh, Bronx.
3: All right, that's good. Well, that's good. Bombers was a good clue there, Judd. Thank All right. you. All right, Thanks. two to one. Thank you very much. Thank All right, you. Greg and Judd are up two to one here. So, first to three wins. Game Show Friday, Red Cow, Red Rabbit powering this episode.
1: And Judd will go first. If he can give a ringer of a clue here, it will be all over. We'll see what his clue is,
0: too. Oh, so many ways to go with this one. So many that could get me in trouble. All right. Um, I want to know how often Ben listens to the show. (laughs) 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 All right. Go ahead, Judd. Hmm. Okay, I I'm gonna do something, and this is gonna take a second. But I'm going to do I'm gonna ask both of the guys in here if it's a one word if it, clue. If this is one word or not, because if okay. it's not, it's not fair to give it. Okay, okay. Let's so i have i have now four words right. I'm now. writing it. No, I didn't write it big enough the first time. Oh, okay, is that is that one word? No, absolutely not. That's okay. three words. Right. Well, that that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No. That's okay. okay yeah. That, but that's why. That, that's why yeah. I asked. Yeah. That's why. I I asked. Okay. I mean, they're well. Go ahead. Five seconds to give a clue. Television. Greg, television.
3: Ah, uh,
2: boy. Um,
3: this is for the win here.
2: Television. Um. Dickenberg. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, Ben. All right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, Broadcaster
1: Roy Smalley.
3: Back to Judd and Greg
0: mm. <laughs> FSN.
2: Oh man!
3: Um. Five seconds.
2: Goodness, uh, Tom Kelly. Mm.
3: Man, um. I need a drink right now. <laughs> I <laughs> do too. This is who's got a drink? <laughs> um, lead, lead. Five seconds, Ben.
1: Burt Blylovin.
0: All right, keeping all you know in mind, I'm actually going to go out on the ledge, and I'm going to jump off here for the sake of the win. Your word is pompous.
2: Uh, John Sterling. Mm. What?
3: <laughs> all right, Ben, come on. This is it. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Ah! <laughs> I'm trying to think of a clue. I'm trying to think of a clue. I don't know a clue to give. I don't know a clue to give. Um, um, oh my gosh. Uh, I honest to God, don't know a clue to give. Three seconds. Okay. Two, one, opposite. Five seconds for Ben.
0: Gorg. <laughs> all right, Greg, putting all that we've done so everything far. Thing, so ever. Everything together. Long time. That's fine.
2: Oh, my goodness. Uh, what? Anthony LaPanta.
3: Ben. Ben. Yeah. Close. Close? Putting everything you know together. <sighs>
1: uh,
2: Marnie or hell, I
1: don't
2: know. <laughs> Greg, how have we not done <laughs> yet? <laughs> <Wow. laughs> this actually <laughs> This speaks volumes, booth, by the way. Booth. Booth. <laughs> booth, you said? Yes, Booth. Uh, oh, Dick Bramer. Yes! Yeah! Yes! Yeah! Yeah! I,
3: I think what threw you guys off is that Dick and Bert was not technically a correct answer early. And so maybe <sighs> you dismissed Dick Bramer as a yeah. possibility. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. I used the word poppas in a denorm. <laughs> <work. laughs>
3: but that's a great, great effort. It's more on us than Ben and Greg for being horrible at delivering clues. We'll put you guys on hold. we got to take a break because we're up against the clock here. Let's talk about... (laughs) Okay, Phil. What do you want to talk about, Phil? TCL Broadcast Studio is where we do this show from, and we watch a lot of twins games on our TCL 4K Roku TV. In fact, we were just watching a WWE pay-per-view live in the middle of the day in Saudi Arabia. Thanks to the built-in Roku device, I subjected Judd against his will to professional wrestling during (laughs) our show today. Um and so like you get this built-in Roku device, no extra cords, and it gives you access to 4000 plus streaming channels and 450,000 plus movies and TV show episodes. So for me that means I watch a lot of wrestling because I am a uh, a man child apparently. But you can get access to Watch ESPN, ESPN Plus, Fox Sports Go, all of the major league networks and uh, and their online content. So it's th- there's a reason why it's America's fastest growing TV brand TCL and why it's the third largest TV company in the world right now. TCLUSA.com or stop into any major local retailer in the Twin Cities. Mackie and
1: Judd are back.
3: Now, you can tell when they're ready by poking them with your finger. On
1: 1500 ESPN. Registration is underway for the 37th edition of the Medtronic Twin Cities Marathon. Running from downtown Minneapolis to the state capitol grounds in St. Paul. It'll be Sunday, October 7th. Accomplish a bold feat. Savor the scenic beauty. Stride as two cities cheer you on. Run for charity. Run for fitness. Run to write your own personal success story. Run the most revered event in Minnesota running. Run the Medtronic Twin Cities Marathon. Details at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword, events. Oh, right, this will be a pick six. Mike Hughes picks up the loose football and will have an interception for a touchdown. And that will just about do it for UCF.
2: With the 30th pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select. Mike Hughes, a uh, quarterback out of UCF.
3: Oh, by the way, people are, I thought about using this as a clue. I don't know if you did. That's, I wanted to know how often Ben listened to the show, because blocked would have been the key. The, the, if for people who listen to the show, they yeah. know that Dick Bramer has blocked me on Twitter. And yes. Alex tweets in, you should have uh, used no, blocked you couldn't. as a clue. You
0: Or, or you couldn't have, it, it wouldn't have worked, because the, the Gregorius clue of Euphorius, yeah. if he listened, he would you have gotten what? D.D. Gregorius. For sure. So if you had used blocked, I don't think he would have had a clue. Yeah, I don't know um that was a great game show that was a lot of fun i mean I it was bru- it was brutal but it was fun
3: i like it when it gets train wrecky in sort of a sadistic way yes. it's like oh you're in the you're you can't end it it ha- you have to you're giving away a prize on behalf of a sponsor have we
0: had one though that's been that in the ballpark for that long without getting it like we got no. marnie Gellner, anthony lapanta dick and Bert <laughs> Gilner. Well, Panto, Why Eleven? Kelly, back to Kelly. Yeah, we, got, we got, You're right. We got Tom Kelly from SM. You got Smalley too. Yeah, you got them all. You went down the whole roster. Yeah, I'm surprised you had Tory Mahomes. Uh, Justin, Morneau. Justin
3: Morneau. This weekend yes. or for sure tonight is going to be uh, in the in the booth with Nick Bramer all
0: weekend. Looking forward for the to the for the Red series.
3: Well, someone I told you this, I think we said this on the air a few weeks ago. Uh, someone with the twins. I was asking someone with the twins about all the different potential play by play. Got Burt Bladlin on a half season and all the other of, among Kadire and LaTroy and Morno and Tory Hunter and said so with Morno, it's he doesn't seem he's never been super media friendly. He's always he's always accommodating, but he's right. never been like Torrey Hunter where he's just out there and he's gregarious. I said he'd probably want to work more behind the scenes I would think and and this person said actually he's really interested in maybe doing full-time media or color commentary but he hasn't really tried it out a whole lot. Right, he have might to. have been on a game last year but it'll be fun to hear him in the booth and I think he's doing the whole series if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So he's got a lot of insight and he's he's a super measured guy. So sometimes sometimes those guys like like David Ross is not a super dynamic personality. Uh, but then he goes on Dancing with the Stars. Now he's on ESPN, and he's one of my favorite color commentators because he can tell you what's happening, and he's I've smart. Just,
0: I've decided that if you could pay him an, enough, Smalley's my guy. It's just uncanny. I, the thing He tells me things that I don't even think about, Sure, which, which goes back to why, why TK I, I thought was so good, too, because they're constantly talking about things, and you're like, that's a really good point. In fact, I didn't even think of that point.
3: Yeah. And TK, his delivery was so dry. Yeah. I understand why casual fans are like okay, right, dude, but, let's, uh, let's ramp up the energy a little bit. But I enjoyed TK because he told me stuff. can pick apart
0: a game really, really well. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to do.
3: Yeah. I think they're probably looking for, much like Burt Lylevin was in his 40s, right? Burt Lylevin started doing stuff in the mid-90s when he was like yeah, in right. his mid,
0: late 40s. Yeah, he'd just gotten out pretty much.
3: I think they're probably looking for, if they, if they were to pinpoint one person who's going to take over for Burt full-time at some point in the next couple of years, don't you think it'd be... Someone who's maybe closer to have playing, have, and, and not that like Royce. Royce Mullins is awesome, yeah. and I love, and I love. I'm just saying, like from their standpoint, they're probably looking for a 15 year guy. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So may, maybe Justin Morneau is a 15 year guy. Latre Hawkins
0: does a lot of media. I could see him as like a 15 year yeah. guy in the booth. And I I like Tori, but Torrey's not ever g- going to work a full package of games. No, not and for and for if the he twins, ever does. It could be on any he national. He to platform. like Fox Fox Studio National things mm-hmm. like that for sure. But yeah, yeah, Justin didn't, uh, he certainly d- didn't strike me as the, the type of guy, but I think you're probably right in that he's a big name, a former player, and would, would do it for quite yeah. some time.
3: Hey, we should, we have like a minute to go in our show here today, and again, you can find all kinds of draft coverage in our Facebook Live show from last night on 1500ESPN.com, our social media platforms, which are all 1500ESPN. You're going to be back tomorrow on Saturday Sports Talk, so Collar is just knocking it out of the park. Two... Important milestones today at 1500 ESPN that we should acknowledge for sure. 25 years of Garage Logic. Today is the 25th anniversary of Garage Logic. Joe Suture is a broadcasting legend and uh, he's been on this station for now a quarter century. And Patrick Roycey, today, 37 years sober. Oh, congratulations. Although he did tweet, 37 years he, sober, but I'm going to the
0: Twins yeah. game tonight, so we'll see. He always threatens that. <laughs> I might start, you never know. I might have a drink. I mean, well, after congratulations what to both of them. That's very cool.
3: Yes, uh, thirty-seven years sober and able to take all of the alcoholism shots and jokes from people. Like people oh, it doesn't. Yeah, he it doesn't can take it them. just as well as he can dish it, it out. Does
0: not faze him one bit at all. Mm-hmm. But congratulations to Joe and Pat.
3: Yep, we're uh, all right. We're back on Monday, and I promise we're going to have more great moments in NFL draft grade history too. I more more where that came from more
0: Kuiper breakdowns. Good well, let's hips, just line up
3: an hour of Kuiper breakdowns. athleticism, on
0: <laughs> returnability <laughs> for Monday.
3: Uh, go subscribe we'll to our on-demand stuff too at 1500 dot com and Apple Podcasts. See you guys later.